ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. SOS Orthopedic and Sports Therapy is a proud supporter of Syracuse basketball coverage on ESPN Radio Syracuse. We are the pulse of the orange. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Bayheim! Woo! Wow, is that silence in a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Miss. Pop pass in the middle. Got Tucker's it. got it. Room to run. 15, 10. Hit, oh. hit in! Granoy's touchdown! The Bills make me wanna shout. Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It goes to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch! Touchdown, Buffalo! Swing into this! It is over! Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, Utica Road, 96.5 FM, heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing, on the ESPN app, a scene, heard, and everything in between, and a, uh, it's just darn right internet magic, friends, not that kind of magic. Not that spooky stuff. We don't get into that stuff. No, 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 no. It's don't want to be messing with that voodoo stuff. Now, come on. We're talking about internet magic, ladies and gentlemen. No sacrificing chickens necessary at QSportsTalk.com, where we turn on a camera, we turn on a microphone. You can see a radio show. We got lights and everything. I mean, come on by, hang, watch the show. I, I even, uh, I, I don't have eight days of really bad growth in terms of my my neck beard, but I am somewhat doing my Paul Sibili impression today. I also don't have a hat on, so I'm doing a, a bad Paul Sibili impression. I've made it like one-third there. Just give me a hat and, and a nine-day growth on, on, on a beard, like I just walked out of the woods after a week and a half away from civilization, which is something that Paul Sibili likes to do. Not making that up. That's what you get at QSportsTalk.com. You get the live chat at QSportsTalk.com. You get the show within the show at QSportsTalk.com. Meaning when the radio audience goes to a commercial break, our friends on QSportsTalk.com do not. Oh, no. They stick around as we keep the mic and the camera on during breaks. We keep talking to you. 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter to get in touch. Otherwise, be on the live chat at QSportsTalk.com. And we have ourselves a jam-packed Thursday show. So we're going to switch things around a little bit today. So pay attention. There'll be a quiz later. Mike Waters, Hall of Fame sports writer, will join us at 5.05 to talk all matters Syracuse basketball. Following that, John Dostremski, The Ringer, New York, New York podcast, Giants in the postseason. What do the Jets do? in this offseason because they're a quarterback away. Is Derek Carr in their future or 
Jimmy Garoppolo in their future. We will talk Yankees and Mets. We will talk Knicks and Nets. We will talk all matter of New York sports with John Jastrzemski, who also happens to be, even though he's the New York sports guy, a Dolphins fan. So I'll make fun of him for how bad your Buffalo Bills are going to truck the Miami Dolphins. The Bills make me wanna at the mighty Highmark Stadium on Sunday. You're not supposed to kick somebody when they're down, but uh, I mean, come on. Now I don't want to flirt with the sports gods either here, but uh, I don't think JJ's even feeling good about this matchup, even to cover. So we'll do all matters of New York sports and other things with our friend John Dostremski, who I'm sure will have a couple of takes on Syracuse basketball. As well. So you're saying to yourself, now, Brent, Thursday's draft day. We're still doing the draft, right? Yes, we are. But see, a little different today. We are going to do the draft in this hour. Our friends in the 4 o'clock hour, get excited because you are going to get the draft right after the monologue. And today we are going to draft the Mount Rushmore of sports nicknames. It's a good one. It's a big one. There's no way that Josh, Jordan, and I will hit all the ones that need to be. Hopefully we'll get the the Mount Rushmore worthy sports nicknames, but we're going to miss a bunch. So listen along, hop in the live chat, play along. Our 4 o'clock hour gets the draft because we usually save the draft for one of the last segments of the show. Not today, friends. Oh, no. You get it right here in the 4 o'clock hour. Looking forward to that. Um More uh, significant news coming out from Syracuse football and that Nick Monroe has, according to Pete Thamel, taken a job at Minnesota. And it's pretty much the same job at Minnesota, which will pay him more at Minnesota. But that's another significant loss on the Syracuse football coaching staff. We will certainly get into that. And, of course, all matters of Syracuse basketball throughout the afternoon. So come hang, be with us till 6 o'clock, and crunch weekly. It comes your way at 6 o'clock tonight. So like we said, it's a busy night. Jim Beheim show tonight over on TK99 and at Carabas at the Fayetteville Town Center. So uh, lots of sports talkery going on this afternoon. Let's get into it. Mick, take it away. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, well, you might find you get what you need. I had this song in mind last night after Syracuse took down Virginia Tech because, and now I just want to listen to this whole song. And who doesn't, right? Do my Rick DiIulio impression. Hey, did you guys know on this day in 1968, Mick Jagger ate a turkey sandwich? I can say that about my friend Rick DiIulio, who was uh, doing some show prep with me before the show on this day in history, some things that happened sports-wise. So I did my Rickopedia impression there, right there. Rock talk is mine now, Rick. I've taken over the show. Get out. Anyway. Here's why I had that song in mind last night. Because Syracuse got what it wanted and what it needed last night. So, not to go against the great advice there from Mick Jagger. Because that is true. Because sometimes you get what you need. Syracuse needed a quality win. They just needed one. It's getting late early. All the expressions you want to say here about this team trying to play its way into NCAA tournament consideration. 
But, Brent, it's January 12th. I think you guys know that doesn't matter. I think you guys know and follow this stuff, know what net rankings are, know how the NCAA tournament works. And even though this team's won eight of their last ten games, and that is impressive, they did not have a quality win before last night. Now they do. Now that's a quad two win. I still think Virginia Tech, I know they've lost five in a row. That was actually the biggest loss of the season for them, and that was 10 points. That's a good team. They're going to get it right. Syracuse is going to play Virginia Tech again in a couple of weeks, and I would be wary of that game. That's in Blacksburg. They'll have Hunter Couture back. I thought they were going to have Hunter Couture back last night, but he didn't play. That's significant because that's a 41% three-point shooter that he wouldn't have cured all their ales, but that's a team that went 3 of 19 from three-point range last night, and Syracuse's defense deserves credit for that, for sure. But there were some, some things that I, I kind of filed away for the next matchup here, but they got the win last night. They got what they wanted, but mostly they got what they needed. And they got it because, look, I'm not brushing aside Joe Girard's 24 points because Joe Girard, wonder where all the haters are today. Funny how the haters scatter, not only after my rant about that last week, but, you know, guys averaged 22 points in the last five games. Actually played perimeter defense last night. The one criticism that people fall back on, they can't even get to that today. So uh, the Joe Girard haters out there scattering for crumbs today. But that's not where my focus is. No offense to our friend Joe, who we'll talk to on Tuesday, of course, presented by RomanoCars.com, as he's going to join us every Tuesday on the show uh, throughout the ACC uh, portion of Syracuse's basketball schedule. Because I've seen that before, and I am at the point where I kind of expect that. What I did not expect last night, though it's been building towards this, is Malik Brown having the type of game that he did. And Jim Beheim talking about that and affirming something that Uncle Brent tells you all the time. You know, he's playing starters minutes both games. It, it doesn't matter who starts. It matters who's playing and who's, you know. He stays around the basket. That's, that's what he does, and that's where the ball is, and that's where you get some rebounds. Benny wants to play out 15 to 18 feet, and there's no rebounds out there. And, you know, Malik is doing what we need him to do. Now, let's go back to something. Both games, it, it doesn't matter who starts. It matters who's playing and who's, you know. It doesn't matter who starts on this team. I have said that more times than I can count. As the old expression goes, if I had a nickel for every time I said that, if I had a nickel for every time I said that, Adam Weitzman would be, you know, I'd be knocking on his door borrowing a cup of sugar. That's how many times I've said that. That's how one of the common things I get asked from people you know, on Twitter and just general conversations, people run into me or you know do like an AMA on social media. And they're like, well, it's going to be Bayheim starting five. And I'm like, do you people pay attention? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I think Malik Brown fits that. So when people say, should Malik start over Benny Williams, it doesn't matter because of what we saw last night. Jim Beheim a little bit more on that situation. You earn your minutes. If somebody plays well, they're going to play more minutes. That's the way it works. He's had, uh, he had, he's been sick. He's a little weak, but he had a really good day of practice. First day back, looked really good. But he's focused on shooting jump shots and He's not a good enough shooter to shoot a lot of jump shots. And he, we need him to rebound and uh, play defense. And he's capable of doing that. Um, and he has to do that for us to be successful. Bing. One of my favorite podcasts is the, is, um, the Rewatchables. 
and they have a, a, an award in the rewatchables. I don't really want to explain what it is if you don't know what it is. Basically, they rewatch old movies and they give awards out for these old movies. It's my favorite podcast. And they have an award in that podcast, which talks about it's basically they give the award to the person who like is in a different movie. Like, why is this person in this movie? That's Benny Williams right now for Syracuse because of what Jim Beheim just said. He's not doing what he's being asked to do, whereas Malik Brown is doing exactly what he's being asked to do. And it paid off last night, 11 points, 12 rebounds against a team that knows how to play in the paint, that's got big guys, that's you know a team that's got mutts and it's got players inside that can otherwise harass a young player who doesn't know what they're doing in there. Malik Brown at this point just has this knack of knowing exactly where to be. He's in the right place at the right time most of the time. You look at his rebounds. He had 12 rebounds last night. Five were on the offensive end. Seven were on the defensive end. So it's not like he excels one way or the other. He balances that out. He knows what his game is. His game's around the basket. That's where he makes his living. He's not in a different movie trying to do other things. That's where Chris Bell is, too. And Chris Bell had a couple of threes last night. Chris Bell got a little banged up last night, too, uh, chasing down a loose ball. So, you know, we'll give him a break there, certainly. But it just feels like Bell and Benny have just been in a different movie. And I get why Jim Beheim puts Benny Williams on the floor. Now, again, he's coming off a of sickness, so you have to keep that in mind. But when he plays that well in practice, I get it. But there's some people that are much better in rehearsal than when the lights come on. I'm not saying that Benny Williams can't play when the lights come on. He just doesn't play the way they need him to. And I don't know what else they can do and say to get him to do so. So that's why he only plays eight minutes last night. Malik Brown has earned those minutes. You earn the minutes by how you play. And it doesn't matter who starts. I get hitting the reset button, start with these five. But it matters who plays, who earns the minutes, who's in there. Now Syracuse pulled away. They're up by 22 at one point. Virginia Tech made a little bit of a run there. But that game was never in doubt in the second half. So that stood out to me. The other thing that really stood out to me about last night was Syracuse fits right in the theme of, you know, it's New Year's, New Year's resolutions. Don't say Happy New Year anymore. We're 12 days in. Don't don't say that. Somebody said it to me again today. I'm like, come on. We're 12 days in. Don't don't give me that. It's happy New Year. Come on. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Come on. No. Get it. It's a new year. It's been 12 days. But people are trying to establish new habits, and it says two really bad habits. They start slow and their three-point defense is poor. Last night, neither one of those things were the case. Their three-point defense was great. Their inside-the-paint defense, not so good. Virginia Tech, 13 of 20, inside the three-point line. That's notable, considering what their big guy scored, and if they shoot a little better at the three-point line next time around, Hunter Couture is back, and just saying, keep an eye on that in the next game. But not this game. You take advantage of weaknesses. Hunter Couture is out. That's not your problem, right? And they didn't start slow. You're looking up. We listed uh, what Donna DeToto noted, actually, in her story about, you know, that right around that 13-12 mark in the last four ACC games going into last night, Syracuse is down 12. They're down 8. They're down 10. Like, they just could not get out of the gate. Last night, they did. They hung around. They hung around. They hung around. Then they took control, and then they zoomed out of the second half. They had a problem against Virginia starting out of the second half. Virginia went on a 12-0 run to start that game. Syracuse took advantage of everything it needed to last night. And they got the quality win in the books that they needed 
and the quality went in the books that they've wanted. And now what they have, and here I was saying last night, I still think Benny can have a role on this team. But I also can't keep saying that if he doesn't go out there and prove it. But what you have, and it's no coincidence in my mind, that now Jesse Edwards is Jesse. I think Jesse honestly should have had 19 points last night. He missed a couple of bunnies. There was something about that rim that Syracuse plays on in the second half. I mean, Joe Girard goes one of four at the free throws matter line. And a couple of Jesse Edwards shots that just, I don't know, somebody cranked the screws on that like two times too much because Jesse easily could have had 19 points last night. But he had 13-9. and nine. He was back to where he needed to be. Malik Brown helped that. Jesse needs help in there. He needs someone to draw the attention away, to get after rebounds, to make his life easier. That's what we saw. That's what we saw. It's one of the better all-around efforts Considering the opponent, what they needed, the circumstance of it, I think it was their best all-around performance, all things considered. They've played better games by wider margins. But considering who the opponent was, what's on the line, what they needed at this moment in time, I think it's their best all-around performance of the season. Now you got Notre Dame on Saturday, a manageable win. By the way, during the Q Sports Talk break, we'll tell you who's coming to the Dome on Saturday. It's the latest Adam Weitzman, Spike Lee, Celebrity Seats guest. Uh, fans of Yellowstone will be very happy about this choice. Notre Dame, 174 in the net ranking. Because, folks, it's not going to go according to plan here. Someone's going to knock you off a time or two that you didn't see coming. Now, do I think Notre Dame can do that on Saturday? I've seen weirder things. But it's a take-care-of-business type of game. You go into Monday against Miami. That's big time. That's big time. Because now you got two in the bank if you can beat that team, and we're only in the middle of January. So for a lot of people about a month ago who were crying bloody murder in this team, no way, no how could make the tournament, and all the uh, very passionate opinions that were shared by the Dementors out there, here we are a month later. Now, as I wrote in my column, and I will repeat to you now, is the best yet to come for this team? I don't know yet because I don't know if they have time. But what they have is opportunity. They have games on the schedule, and last night they showed that they can force another team by what they do into a bad night. Now, did Virginia Tech miss a few open shots and you know commit a few self-inflicted wounds? Sure they did. But most of what we saw last night was thanks to what Syracuse did. A player emerging off the bench with confidence. Your leader leading. Now, Judah Mintz didn't have his best game, didn't have his worst game, but he had his ninth straight game in double figures. You have Justin Taylor giving you quality minutes off the bench, just quietly out there playing 27, 28, 29 minutes. Not lighting it up, but doing enough. Doing enough to make a difference. We mentioned Jesse was back on track to where you need him to be. So the word that comes – I talked – earlier this week about the almosts of this team. And remember, don't construe that as negative. Almost is a positive. That's where I see this team. That's a big step last night. Where they go from here is the big thing, is the ACC is all over the place. And But this is a team that, yeah, they lost to Virginia, and they lost to Pitt in there. But they lost to Virginia by a score that's respectable, and they lost by two to Pitt. They've won eight of their last ten. And there's still a lot of room for growth here. 
whether they have the time to do that. I'm as uh, curious as anybody if they could do it. But I, what we saw last night, as simple as this sounds, is what we needed to see. Not an almost, not a could have been, not a, hey, boy, they, they played hard but just couldn't overcome that deficit. No. A solid kind of wall-to-wall performance. And we will talk about more with Mike Waters coming up top of the hour, all matter of Syracuse basketball. Coming up, John Jastrzemski later in the show. Nick Monroe departing the Syracuse football coaching staff for Minnesota, according to Pete Thamel. We will certainly discuss that. People come and go in college sports, but the rate people are coming and going from Syracuse football is kind of hitting that threshold. So we will discuss that. But as noted, a special treat for those of you here in the 4 o'clock hour, because you usually don't get this. We usually don't do the draft until about an hour from now. Don't adjust your dials. Don't adjust your clocks. We will be doing the draft next. We are on on Thursday, which is draft day on the block. We are going to draft the Mount Rushmore of sports nicknames. Could be a good one. Hang in for that. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. It's presented by Best Buy Auto Sales. What a treat for you guys here in the 4 o'clock hour because you usually uh, do not get the draft this early on. Maybe you, you listen, you hear that we're doing the draft, and you're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not in the car. I'm not watching on QSportsTalk.com at that time. And you have to catch up on the draft later. The boys here uh, do a great job making a little graphic about who we drafted and then people vote on it on social media. So, I, But maybe you don't get to see and hear the draft. Well, you're going to get to see and hear the draft now because we're doing it. We got a couple of guests next hour. We got a busy day. We got a busy show. Uh, probably better we're doing the draft here this hour because I've been on a good streak of hitting the heart out. Okay. That has happened two days out of three this week so far. We really got to hit the heart out tonight because we got Crunch Weekly coming up at six right. o'clock, right? Lest we take away hockey talk from the great Lucas Favalli as he munches on his Tully's tenders tonight. Okay. <laughs> So here we go. I got I know it's go inconvenient. Yeah. Tully's, if you're listening, can we have like a sampler platter option? Like, yes. Give me two original, yes. two Buffalo, two Asian. Yes. Please. please. Let's go. Or have, Thank you. Do five of each so you can have one sauce for each tender. I am in like, favor of this. We need it. We just gave you a great idea. We need it. We don't even need 2% of the profits, so that'd <laughs> be nice. Okay. Thank you. I need it. I'm shocked they don't have that. You got it. Well, it's probably a pain in the keister. Is that like a uh, secret menu item? Like, you know, if you really, like, kind of grease the waitress, like, hey, it's a little, <laughs> little something in it for you. You mix up those tenders. Just saying, right? Lucas Favalli, if you're listening, try it out tonight. <laughs> that is the best idea I think you've ever had. Golf clap. Golf clap. Should we tell them the other Hold idea on. that Golf we had, or are we that. saving that one? Oh, Golf no, we're clap. saving that one. Okay, Brent, we have one. a money-making idea that we'll, I'll let you in on. After... Well, let's not tell everybody. No, no, the right. Q Sports That's why we're not talk telling radio. you. The Q Sports Talk. Radio. Okay, we'll there you go. There you go. We save it for the people that watch on QSportsTalk.com because they're special. All right, here we go. We are going to draft the Mount Rushmore of sports nicknames. Now, I do want to say, 
The original idea today, based on our conversation with Felicia Legat Jack earlier this week. Can you just tell everybody I spilled a soda on my laptop at the Dome last night instead <laughs> of what you're going to say? Did that happen? No. No. <laughs> hey, Brent. Brent. It happened. If it happened, I certainly didn't wipe it up with this a quarter kid. zip. <laughs> you forget your press credential and your parking pass one day. Then that happens last night? It was the tab key, Brent. It's like the appendix of the keyboard. Who needs the no, tab? No, you need key? the tab. Key. No, it's just, not like crucial. Just like hit space or enter. It's the appendix of the. Anyway, I, I maybe I did. Anyway, Don't you're, worry. You're, about you're be, I'm I'm kind of worried about you. You're becoming <laughs> kind of like a mush over here. Anyway, whole different topic for a different day. So the original draft idea was we were going to draft the Mount Rushmore of wedding songs, songs you would hear at a wedding reception. Okay. I did so much prep for that draft because, <laughs> like, I have ten friends that are wedding DJs. And I texted him, just like, give me the Hall of Fame. Give me the Mount Rushmore. I, I was going to clean your clocks in this draft, okay? You do that too? Yes. I was just giving Josh flack. I don't do for... it all the time. Oh, this here's is just the an thing. easy one to do it You guys are worse than Stephen Fonsi with the football picks. Here's the thing. Jordan, let's say, is inexperienced in attending weddings. Josh over here has not been to a wedding since he was six, okay? I'm still This young. would not be a good draft. I I. I feel like the draft, there has to be some, you got to have skin in the game, okay? Well, you guys would probably draft like the best, or not draft, you would Google like the best wedding songs. You mean like I did for the Christmas movie? I draft. want personal experience. <laughs> like, exactly. That wasn't fair to you because we need, we, I, I like the I appreciate draft, you acknowledging it now. It's, it comes from the heart. Maybe you got to look some things up to, to affirm, but it comes from the heart. So if you've never done the electric slide or the YMCA or many other songs that would be drafted, Okay, at a wedding, we're not doing it. So we we improvised. We came up with this, and here we go. Josh, you know the C that you just did for QSportsTalk.com was backwards to everybody watching, right? <laughs> no comment. Thank you. Fantastic. All right, uh, we will determine the draft order now. The draft order is me, Josh, Jordan. And I gave myself the first pick, well, because it's my show, and – there is big man. A you've a, never done that before. There, I'm not <laughs> losing this this pick. I want this pick. Okay. With the first pick in the Mount Rushmore draft of sports nicknames, I select Dwayne the Pearl Washington. I was not losing that that one. Not losing that one. Pearl's mine. First pick. Boom. What a shocking first pick from Brent. Exactly. I should have known, but when he <laughs> said Dwayne, like, thought he was going elsewhere. Now, there is one rule for this draft that people should know. But You cannot shorten somebody's name, and that's a nickname. For example, Shaq is not eligible because that's a shortened version of his full name, Shaquille. Okay. But I could take Big Diesel if I wanted to. Correct. He has, like, seven Correct. nicknames. We could do a Shaq nickname. We could well. do a Shaq. <laughs> that would be a great draft. The Big Shamrock? Are you kidding over to Josh, pick right. number two. I'm taking my favorite all-time baseball nickname for my favorite all-time baseball player. We're going with Big Sexy, Bartolo Colon. Big Sexy, Bartolo Colon. That's a good one. I like that. Like I said, a little personality there. You're a Mets fan. Many, many Mets nicknames. I won't say any in case people are thinking of drafting them, but that's right up there. There's somebody who I'm not going to give away. I'm not going to give away. I'm just, just going go okay. to go to the next pick. Go to the next pick. Jordan is up. This is 
the deepest draft we've ever done, so there's going to be a lot of personal bias here. Um, I'm going Big Poppy to start. Okay. I'm going Good David one. Ortiz. Great, great pick. See, the first round here was all personal. Mm-hmm. Pearl, Mets, Red Sox. I did have some Red Sox in mind, but I like that Big Poppy win. Now I feel like we're gonna just kind of going to hit the heavy hitters. Oh, no. For, for example... Not the heavy hitters that you call if you personal injury attorneys. They're they're not eligible for this draft. You know they split up. I did know that. Okay. That, that really that broke my heart. They're all breaking up. Alexander and Catalano, the heavy hitters. What's my going mom on just moved there? back from North What's Carolina. She right was there? shook. She's like, they split up. No, like one of them got the song. One By the way, the- <laughs> we could do a lawyer nickname draft because oh, shout out one. to my guy Jim the Hammer Shapiro. Oh yeah, <laughs> the greatest commercials ever. Oh. But that's a whole different topic for a different day. Uh, I will now select Eldrick Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's an easy one. That's fair. Some nicknames become so synonymous that you think it's their real name. Yep. There are millions of people in this world that think Tiger is his real name, when in fact it is Eldrick. There you have it. Over to Josh. Fifth overall pick, his second. I'm going to take another one that's close to heart, even though I would say this nickname didn't really blow up for him until he left Buffalo, but I think it's one of the most iconic nicknames in football of this generation. I'm going with Beast Mode. Beast Mode. Marshawn Lynch. Easy one. Okay. And it's rare you can assign a play okay. to a nickname, Yep. but... I like that. That's a big I one. I like that. I don't know if it's Mount Rushmore. Oh, it's definitely Mount I don't Rushmore. know. I don't know if that's Mount Beast Rushmore. Beast Mode is Mount Rushmore. A lot of people... Do say going into beast mode. Like that's made its way into pop culture. Yeah, so you right. might you might have a you might have a case. Okay, over to Jordan. I wasn't gonna go this route, but if we're talking all time great nicknames, if you're gonna take Eldrick Tiger Woods, I have to follow up with Irvin Magic. Johnson. Yeah, that had to go. I had that to. had to go. That was on my list of musts here. If it didn't go at some point, no question about it. Again, to the point where we probably just informed a lot of people listening that his first name's Irvin, <laughs> right? Like just there's those nicknames that stand out like that. And that's a hall of famer in many ways right there. Great pick there. All right, back over to me. It's the seventh overall pick, my third pick. And I am going to go with the great one. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. One. When you can say the great one and you are the great one. Yeah. Just slap that on the table. Bam. I'm the great one. Like it, in either the Matrix or like the Star Wars movies, if you're referred to as the chosen one, that's pretty good. And if you could back that up and say, yeah, uh, if I only counted my assists, I'd be the highest scorer in the history of the National Hockey League. That is the best stat in all of sports. No question. No, I like the one that's like him and his brother are tied for, uh, or they have the most goals between brothers in NHL history. Because weren't there like three stall brothers, yet Wayne Gretzky's just killing them all still? Over to Josh for the next selection. Another one that people are going to struggle to get mad at me for. Another super easy pick. I got to go Dr. J. Dr. J. Boom. Julia Serving, Dr. J. That's close because it uses the first letter. No, first you can't, name, you can't say that. I, count. You think I'm going to make Dr. J right. ineligible? You're nuts. Jordan, next up here with the ninth overall. So this was not on my list until this very second, and I'm Ooh, glad I wow. remembered it. 
Because uh, this man brings pride to short people all around. It's not the shortest of basketball players, but it is the shortest basketball player to win a slam dunk contest. Give me Anthony Spud Webb. Nice. Nice. I thought you were about to take Nate Robinson. By the I way. I didn't know someone wanted shorter than him. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, 5'6", that's Spud my, Webb. Dude, that's my era. I thought his name was Spud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know his name was Anthony. I had no deal. How about, yeah, my man Spud. What was he, 5'4", 5'5"? Five, five? They give awesome. him 5'6". Five, give him 5'6", five, five, on his tippy toes, throwing <laughs> down dunks. All right, back over to me. We head down the home stretch. This this draft went at a brisk pace. Good job, boys. I think it's because we're all hoping there's a bonus round where we just get to right. rattle off more. I've got a dude, look at this. Like, look, I, I could a, go all day. I could go all day with this, too. We should do. Let's do it again over the summer. Yeah, well, we'll do it again. We'll take these names off the board. We'll just do it again. Love it. I'm with you. I mean, you got to go with this. As much as it pains me to do it in some ways, given the curse of the Bambino, that's not mm-hmm. the nickname I'm drafting. George Herman Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Babe Ruth. Yeah, I mean, to. come on. Got to be on the list somewhere. I'll take him. Even though he's a Yankee. Even though I didn't watch this guy play a single snap of his NFL career, I think this is one of the best nicknames in terms of just matches the person perfectly. I got to take the fridge. Yes. That's fair. I am so glad that got drafted and it was by Great nickname. You. Great, great nickname. He was what, like 340 pounds? He had his moment, man. Unbelievable. That three-year run there with the Bears, the 85 Bears in particular, they took away a touchdown run that Walter Payton should have had. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different topic for a different day. Fridge was the man. Wait, that touchdown was like illegitimate? You're telling me a replay review existed? They let the fridge get handoffs when you got Walter freaking Payton finally playing in a Super Bowl and they're giving it to this 340-pound dude. Also, since you just mentioned him, I'm hoping Jordan doesn't take it here, but Sweetness is another great nickname. Sweetness, fantastic nickname. So... Let me just tell you, do you remember the Eagles linebacker, Jeremiah Trotter? I do. I wanted to pick it because his nickname, if you remember, was Axeman, but I That's can't. That's right. Why not? Because there, there's just too many good ones on the board. I really wanted to take the Flying Tomato, Sean White. That's good, too. I really wanted to take White Chocolate, Jason Williams. That's a beautiful one. The Slim Reaper, Kevin Durant. But when you have a nickname so good that people make nicknames based off your nickname, you have to take it. I'm not taking the white Mamba, Brian Scalabrini. Give me the black Mamba, Kobe Boom. Bryant. Boom. Good pick. That's a hell of a draft. Determining the winner of this draft is going to be hard. Oh, oh this yeah. This is brutal. I think I will win. I don't know about that. I think I will win because I've got Pearl on my side, hit the emotional right. tug, you, you, and then I've just got three Hall of Famers. You get the local vote for sure. Now, what, I'm proud of our emotional maturity for not drafting the big unit. Uh-huh. That would have been a good reach. job. That was a good job. No, but that's a good great job. pick too. Good job. Now here's what we normally do after the draft: we go into the Q Sports Talk break. We say, "Oh, who did we miss?" We're not going to do that this time because we're going to do this draft again. Well, I already named a million. They're already out there. People will forget anyway. Are right? wrestlers in the mix? I think wrestlers should be out. There. So somebody should have taken. Nobody took a wrestler, but we. I we, think that's kind we of we can code. do this draft like five more times. That's how many names. Probably more. We should do it once a month. So we'll keep we'll keep coming back <laughs> once a month. Why not? We'll keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Good job, boys. We will break. We will come back. Hot takes away. We're going to focus on another departure from the Syracuse football coaching staff. Mike Waters, top of the hour. JJ still to come. Whole lot of show coming up.
Usually the draft ends the show. I'm all discombobulated <laughs> now. Let's go home. Well, we can't yet. We still got a show to do. Stay right there.